جعل الصلاة عماد الدين وجعلها كتابا موقوتا على المؤمنين وألزم بها المسلمين وحثهم عليها في محكم الذكر المبين فقال تعالى حافظوا على الصلوات والصلاة الوسطى وقوموا لله قانتين وقال تعالى واستعينوا بالصبر والصلاة وإنها لكبيرة إلا على الخاشعين الذين يظنون أنهم ملاقوا ربهم وأنهم إليه راجعون نحمده تعالى وهو الكريم المتفضل البر الجواد ونشكره عز وجل على إنعامه الذي ما له من نفاد ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله القائل رأس الأمر الإسلام وعموده الصلاة وذروة سنامه الجهاد وما هو بقول شاعر قليلا ما تؤمنون ولا بقول كاهن قليلا ما تذكرون اللهم فصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد المرشد الأمين والموصوف بالرحمة واللين صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الغرب الميامين وعلى التابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين 
أما بعد All praise is due to Allah who made the salah the core of our religion setting its time and obligating it upon the believers encouraging them in the Quran حافظوا على الصلوات والصلاة الوسطى وقوموا لله قانتين Guard strictly your prayer especially the middle prayer and stand before Allah devoutly and who said subhanahu wa ta'ala وَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَإِنَّهَا لَكَثِيرَةٌ إِلَّا عَلَى الْخَاشِعِينَ And seek Allah's help with patience, perseverance, and prayer. It is indeed hard, except for those who are humble. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the gracious and the merciful. And we thank Him azza wa jal for His endless bounty. We testify that our leader Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and his messenger who said the head matter is Islam, the pillar is the salah, and the pinnacle is fighting in the path of Allah. O oh Allah, bless and bestow peace upon our leader Muhammad, the trustworthy guide, whom he described as having mercy and gentleness. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, his family and his companions, and those who follow them in righteousness until the final day. This tape is based on a book written by Dr. Suhaib Hassan entitled, Why Do We Pray? We hope that this tape will be of benefit to all those who listen to it and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this effort purely for His faith and acceptance. Please note, the translations of the meanings of the Quran include commentary, this tape and others prepared by invitation to Islam. Why does man need to pray? After a long and hectic day at work, how difficult it is for a tired person to stand on the prayer mat and concentrate on his prayers to Allah Almighty. Snuggled in a warm and cozy bed, how difficult it is to get up at the call of the Muslim, come to prayer, come to success. The famous doctor and philosopher Ibn Sina recalls such a moment in his life. One cold and icy night, he and his slave were resting in an inn in a remote part of Khorasan. During the night, he felt thirsty, and he shouted out to his slave to get him some water. The slave had no desire to leave his warm bed, so he pretended not to hear Ibn Sina's call. But finally, after repeated calls, he reluctantly got up and went to fetch the water. A little while later, the melodious sound of the adhan filled the air. Ibn Sina began to think about the person calling the believers to prayer. My slave Abdullah, he mused, has always respected and admired me. He seizes any opportunity to lavish praise and affection on me, but tonight he preferred his own comfort to my needs. On the other hand, look at this Persian slave of Allah. He left his warm bed to go out in the chilly night. He made ablution in the icy water of the stream and then ascended the high minaret of the mosque to glorify him whom he truly served. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. I bear witness that there is none to be worshipped except Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Tonight, Ibn Sina records, 
I learned the essence of true love, that love which results in complete obedience. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala demands total and unconditional obedience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Say, O Muhammad sallam to mankind, if you really love Allah, then follow me. Accept Islamic monotheism, follow the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Allah will love you and forgive you your sins. And Allah is oft forgiving, most merciful. Surah Al-Imran, verse number 31. Prayer, a cry of the inner soul. His arrogance and pride has often led man to behave as an oppressor and a tyrant. Some men have been so carried away by their own self-importance that they have even claimed divinity. Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, was among those who announced, I am your supreme lord. With his sense of greatness and pride, Fir'aun subjugated the Israelites and made their lives wretched and miserable. But is man really as strong and great as his ego tells him? The Qur'an tells us the reality of man's nature. Allah, الذي خلقكم من ضعف ثم جعل من بعد ضعف قوة ثم جعل من بعد قوة ضعفا وشيبا يخلق ما يشاء Allah is He who created you in a state of weakness, then gave you strength after weakness, then after strength gave you weakness and gray hair. He creates what He wills, and it is He who is the all-knowing, the all-powerful, able to do all things. Surah so Al-Rum, verse number 54. Weakness in the beginning and weakness in the end. This is the essence of man. He is so weak and helpless at birth that his entire existence depends on his parents and family. If he were to be abandoned in these crucial first years, he could not survive on his own. He needs a gentle and loving hand, not only in his infancy, but in his childhood and even in the teenage years. As this child enters the years of youth and independence, he begins to take control of his own life. He looks with pride at his strong physique, his handsome features, and his many talents. He begins to despise those of lesser ability, even scorning those parents who exhausted their own health to nurture him. He becomes unjust and cruel, using his strength and vigor to dominate others. He thinks he is a master, free to act, as he will. But does this youth, these good looks, and this strength last forever? Only in a few decades he begins to lose his strength. His health begins to deteriorate. Gray hair covers his head and slowly his youth is replaced by old age. This transformation from young to old is slow, but it is there. The seconds of time are ticking away mercilessly. 
taking every young person towards their old age. The young dictator will one day be as feeble and as weak as the day he was born, but this time there will be no parents to nurture him. As if, as is often the case, he is rejected by his own family, his future will be a desolate one in some old person's home. Weakness in the beginning, weakness in the end. The message is clear. The real master is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He alone is mighty. He alone is great. He alone is never tired, never needs rest, and is never dependent upon anyone. Allahu Akbar. Allah is the greatest. With this message clear in mind, man realizes that he should show his humility to the Almighty Lord, the one who created him. And what can be a better way to show one's humility than to stand like a slave before him, to bow and prostrate to him, to raise one's hands in supplication to him? Prayer is not a burden forced upon man, but is the inner cry of every soul, a cry of each heart to recognize his creator. It is but a small token of gratitude for all the innumerable bounties bestowed upon mankind by the creator. In our everyday lives, we smile and say a warm thank you to the small acts of kindness which others do for us. So what about thanking Allah, who in his infinite mercy has provided for every single one of our needs? Just observe the beauty and perfection of the earth around you and fall down in gratitude to your Lord. Prayer, the ascension of a believer. After Allah's Messenger وسلم, was commissioned for prophethood, the first thing he was commanded to do by Allah was to pray. The angel Jibreel came to him and a spring of water gushed out from the rocks in front of them. Jibreel then showed the Prophet وسلم, how to do ablution. He then showed him how to offer prayers to Allah. The Messenger of Allah began to pray two rak'ah twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. He then went home and showed his wife Khadija what he had learned from Angel Jibreel. Since that time, the Prophet never went through a day without praying. Just before his migration, Hijra to Al-Medina, Allah's Messenger was taken by night to Jerusalem and then to the heavens. During this journey, Allah Almighty commanded him to pray five times a day. This prayer was a gift given to every believer to enable him to experience a spiritual ascension five times in every day. The Prophet ﷺ explained that the prayer is the mi'raj of the believer. It gives every Muslim the opportunity to communicate with his Lord. During each prayer, the worshipper recites Surah Al-Fatiha. This recitation is not a dull monologue by the believer, but Allah promises that it is a conversation between him and his worshipper. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, reported that Allah Almighty said, فَإِذَا قَالَ الْعَبْدِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى حَمَدَنِي عَبْدِي وَإِذَا قَالَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى أَثْنَى عَلَيَّ عَبْدِي 
فإذا قال مالك يوم الدين قال الله مجدني عبدي وفي رواية فوض إلي عبدي وإذا قال إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين قال هذا بيني وبين عبدي ولعبد ما سأل وإذا قال اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قال هذا لعبدي ولعبد ما سأل When my slave says in his prayer All praises for Allah, the Lord of the world. I say, my slave has praised me. When he says, the merciful, the compassionate, master of the day of judgment, I say, my slave has praised and glorified me. When he says, you alone we worship and your aid we seek, I say, this is between my slave and myself. When he says, show us the straight path, the path of those on whom you have bestowed your grace, not of those who have earned your anger, nor of those who went astray. I say, this is for my slave, and I give my slave what he wants. Hadith Qudsi. The number of prayers in a day have been set at five by Allah Almighty. The believer has no choice in the matter but to obey. To reduce the number of prayers would not only be disobedience, it would also lose the benefits of prayer. For example, a room is only good for residents if it has four walls and a roof. If only one wall or the roof were to be removed, what use could it be? Similarly, the prayer will only achieve its purpose and be of use on the day when nothing except one's deed will be of use if it is observed in the prescribed manner. Prayer, a pillar of Islam. Allah's Messenger once said, Prayer is the pillar of religion. The Prophet also said, Islam is erected on five pillars to testify that there is no God but Allah and that Muhammad is his slave and messenger to establish prayer, to pay zakat, to perform hajj, to the sacred house, and to fast in the month of Ramadan, related by both Bukhari and Muslim. This hadith makes the image very clear. Islam is like a building, supported by five columns. Remove just one column, and the entire building weakens. If strong winds batter the town, the building which will certainly collapse is the one with the pillar missing. In the same way, when a person stops praying, his faith becomes weak, and the mildest of blows can cause it to crumble. The prayer is of such vital importance that the Prophet ﷺ said, Verily, between a man and between polytheism and unbelief is the negligence of prayer, related by Muslim. How true is this statement? If you look at people walking down the road, it may be difficult to distinguish Muslims from non-Muslims. Islam is not marked upon a believer's forehead. 
and neither is kufr, stamped on the infidel faith. But at the time of prayer, you can separate the two groups with ease. The believer will abandon his work, his business, to join in the roads of the Muslims in prayer, while the disbeliever will carry on with his worldly affairs. Surah Al-Mudathir narrates an interesting dialogue which takes place on the Day of Judgment. The believers will ask the people of Hellfire, What has caused you to enter hell? They will say, we were not of those who used to offer their prayers, nor did we used to feed the poor, and we used to talk falsehood, all that which Allah hated with vain talkers, and we used to belie the day of recompense until there came to us the death that is certain. Surah Al-Muddathir, verses 42 through 47. The rejecters of truth are silent in this world, but in the next world, they will themselves speak the truth. Prayer is like a fortress. Prayer is the basis of all good actions. Following are two passages of the Quran, both of which list a number of good actions. Prayer comes before and after all good actions. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّهُ مُعْرِضُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ إِلَّا عَلَى Successful indeed are the believers, those who offer their prayers with all solemnity and full submissiveness, and those who turn away from Allah, dirty, false, evil, vain talk, and those who pay the zakat, and those who guard their chastity, except from their wives or the captives and slaves that their right hands possess. For then they are free from blame. But whoever seeks beyond that, then those are the transgressors. But those who are faithfully true to their trust and to their covenant, and those who strictly guard their salah, these are indeed the inheritors who shall inherit al-firtos, 
paradise. They shall dwell therein forever. Surah Al-Mu'minun, verses 1 through 11. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ خُلِقَ هَلُوعًا إِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ جَزُوعًا وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الْخَيْرُ مَنُوعًا إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ فِي أَمْوَالِهِمْ حَقٌّ
those who do not betray confidence and trust, and those who stand by their testimonies, as in Surah Al-Ma'arij. After mentioning these five characteristics, regularity in prayer is once again commended. The quotation from Surah Al-Ma'arij is similar to the one from Surah Al-Mu'minun. It shows that the prayer is like a fortress which protects and preserves other good deeds. To guard one's prayer helps guard one's other virtues. The Prophet ﷺ said in a similar way, Prayer is the pillar of the religion. Narrated by Al-Bayhaqi, Allah's Messenger ﷺ also said, The first thing about which a man is going to be questioned on the Day of Judgment is prayer. If it is found to be sound, all his other actions will be sound as well. If his prayer is not sound, all his remaining actions will be spoiled. Narrated by Tabron. Which prayer is acceptable? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ those who offer their prayers with all solemnity and full submissiveness. Surah Al-Mu'minun, verse number 2. The emphasis in this verse is on humility and concentration in the prayer. There is no doubt that the shaitan is the most bitter enemy of man. He always tries to disturb the believer's prayer. As soon as a person begins his prayer, he finds his mind suddenly engulfed with memories, problems, worries, work, and his family. He may become so engrossed in his thoughts that he has no idea where he is and what he's doing. His prayer becomes a series of automatic actions, and he will often find himself wondering whether he has prayed three rak'ah or four. This is how shaitan feels the prayer. The Prophet once said that only a tiny portion of the prayer Maybe as little as a tenth or an eighth is accepted by Allah. The rest is lost because of the whisperings of shaitan. It is reported that a successor saw a man playing with his beard while praying. He commented that if there had been a khushur or concentration in his heart, the other organs of his body would have concentrated as well. Surah Al-Ma'un also makes a reference to lifeless prayers. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ So woe unto those performers of prayers, hypocrites, who delay their prayers from its stated fixed time. Surah Al-Ma'un, verses 4 and 5. A worshiper is neglectful of his prayers either when he delays the prayer to the last possible minute or when he does not concentrate fully on what he is doing and saying. Allah's Messenger was once sitting in the mosque at Medina when a Bedouin entered and began to pray. He prayed so quickly that when he had finished, the Prophet asked him to repeat the prayer. His second attempt was just as hurried, so the Prophet asked him to repeat it again. After a third hurried prayer, the Bedouin said, O Messenger of Allah, 
I cannot pray better than this. The Prophet then showed the man how to pray. He instructed him to recite Surah Al-Fatiha while in the standing position, then to say Tasbih in the Ruku'ah position, to stand upright saying Rabbana wa Alhamd, to go down with Sajda and recite Tasbih, and to sit between the two Sajda and recite Dua. The Prophet advised the Bedouin to do this in each Raka'ah. This hadith is taken from the Muslim of Imam Ahmed. Allah's Messenger used to spend a lot of time on each prayer so that each movement of the prayer could be offered slowly and properly. He once said, A man's lengthy prayer and short sermon shows that he has a good understanding of the religion related by Muslim and Abu Da'ud. This refers to the Friday khutbah, which should not be too long, or the prayer should be lengthy. Prayer as a weapon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bis-sabri wa-salah inna allaha O you who believe, seek help in patience and prayer. Truly Allah is with the patient. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 153. Man by nature is weak. He needs someone to lean on at times of misery and hardship. And the best aid we can have is that of patience in adversity and prayer. Any difficulties, unhappiness and loss should be faced with calm and wisdom. A hasty response or an unwise remark will only cause more problems. Allah's Messenger وسلم, used to look for solace in prayer whenever he experienced difficulties. In prayer, one seeks help from Allah, and who can be a better helper than Allah? The Prophet وسلم, used to say to Bilal, O oh Bilal, relax us with the prayer. Prayer as a reminder. A non-Muslim once asked the following question during a discussion. I can understand why Muslims were required to pray five times a day during the early days of Islam. They did not have many things to do in those days. So the Prophet kept them busy with prayer. But our sophisticated and modern life leaves man with little spare time. He is much too busy to be expected to pray five times a day. The answer given was what is the primary objective of prayer. The Quran says, and establish prayer for my remembrance. Surah Al-Fatiha, verse number 14. As man is by nature forgetful, Prayer reminds him of the allegiance due to his Creator and Lord. If prayer was needed 1400 years ago when man did not lead such a busy lifestyle, then it is even more necessary in today's hectic world. On the other hand, education and work keep people occupied constantly, and when it is time to relax, a shaitan, 
has found many new channels to operate through, such as television, the cinema, and videos. Man becomes so engrossed in this life that he has no thought for Allah and the hereafter. The need to remind man of the realities of his existence has thus intensified and not declined in modern times. Prayer is still of utmost importance and benefit in our high-tech lives. Prayer acts as a shield against evil. Allah the Almighty says in the Quran, Verily, the prayer prevents from al-fahsha, great sins of every kind, unlawful sexual intercourse, etc., and al-munka, disbelief, polytheism, and every kind of evil, wicked deed, etc. Surah Al-Ankabut, verse number 45. The following incident will help us understand this point. In the time of Allah's Messenger وسلم, lived a man who drank alcohol, gambled, and committed theft habitually. He came to the Prophet and asked for some advice which would help him improve his character. The Prophet's advice was simple, don't tell any lies. The man then left after having been told to report back the next day. He was feeling very pleased as the instructions given to him seemed very easy to obey. At home the man poured himself his usual glass of wine. As he lifted the glass to his lips, he suddenly remembered that he had to report back to the Prophet the next day. He would be asked about that day's activities, and if he admitted in front of all the companions that he had been drinking, it would be a terrible embarrassment for him. If, however, he did not admit to having drunk wine, it would be a lie. So he put the wine away. The same thing happened when he was about to start gambling and go on his robbing expedition. And once this man had taken the first positive step towards fighting his evil habits, he was able to reform very quickly. Prayer can have a very similar effect. If a person remembers five times a day, that he will stand on his prayer mat and address his Lord, it will prevent him from committing the sins that shaitan has been encouraging him to do. The quality of the prayer is of utmost importance as well. Consider a house with solid foundation, concrete walls, and a strong roof. This house will be able to withstand all forms of bad weather, be it winds, hail, or storms. After all, the purpose of the house is to provide shelter and protection against these elements. If, on the other hand, the house is loosely constructed with leaves and grass, it will blow away at the slightest hint of bad weather. This image applies very clearly to the prayer. If a prayer is offered regularly, at the correct time, with sincerity of intention and concentration on what is being recited, it will strengthen the person's faith and provide comfort and strength in times of trouble. Irregular and insincere prayers will be of little use to a person in times of distress. A healthy body can combat viruses with more ease than a weak body. Prayer, the first step towards establishing the Islamic Sharia as a whole. The Quran records the following conversation between Prophet Shu'aib and his people. 
And to the Median people we sent their brother Shu'aib. He said, O oh my people, worship Allah. You have no other ilah, God, but Him. And give not short measure or weight. I see you in prosperity. And verily I fear for you the torment of a day encompassing. And O oh my people, give full measure and weight in justice. And reduce not the things that are due to the people. And do not commit mischief in the land, causing corruption. That which is left by Allah for you after giving the rights of the people is better for you if you are believers. And I am not set over you as a guardian. Surah to Hud, verses 84 through 86. This was an invitation to honor the rights of Allah by accepting Tawheed and to honor the rights of man in their daily trade and business. But Shuaib's people replied with sarcasm. قالوا يا شعيب أصلاتك تأمرك أن نترك ما يعبد آباؤنا أو أن نفعل في أموالنا ما نشاء إنك لأنت الحليم الرشيد They said, O Shu'ayb, does your prayer command that we leave off what our fathers used to worship or that we leave off doing what we like with our property? Verily, you are the forbearer, right-minded. Surah Tuhud, verse number 87. Shu'ayb's people realized that the Prophet was not simply asking them to pray regularly, but that he wanted them to establish a whole new economic system as well. Hence the references to fair trading. The lesson to be learned from this is that in Islam there is no leaving what belongs to God is for God and what belongs to Caesar is for Caesar. Everything belongs to God. How can a Muslim who worships Allah Almighty during his five daily prayers be expected to obey others in other aspects of his daily life? There can be no duality of authority in Islam. Allah is the Creator, and His alone is the right to legislate and demand loyalty. Man is the slave of Allah and should obey Him alone. Muslims who live in a non-Muslim state may feel that they are unable to implement the deen of Allah in their political and economic lives. 
But those Muslims who live in Muslim countries have no excuse for allowing the deen of Allah to be confined to a personal level. Muslims should be clear that the deen of Allah does not consist simply of prayers, fasting, charity, and hajj. It is their duty to implement all Islamic teachings in political, economic, and social fields. Truly, the religion with Allah is Islam. Surah Ali Imran, verse number 19. And whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, it will never be accepted of him. And in the hereafter, he will be one of the losers. Surah Ali Imran, verse number 85. Today's false idols which dominate over the entire world are democracy, capitalism, socialism, and communism. Instead, Islam calls for a khilafah based on consultation and a just economic system based on zakat and a prohibition of usury. If you remove any of these three characteristics, you make it impossible for Islamic law to operate properly. The Quran describes clearly the first duty of a Muslim ruler. Those Muslim rulers who, if we give them power in the land, they order for Iqamah Salah to perform the five compulsory congregational prayers, to pay the zakat, and they enjoin al ma'aruf, Islamic monotheism, and all that Islam orders when to do, and forbid al munka, disbelief polytheism and all that Islam has forbidden. They make the Quran as the law of their country in all the spheres of life. And with Allah rests the end of all matters. Surah Al-Hajj, verse number 41. In a well-known Arabic saying, the people follow the religion of their king. Ordinary people enjoy imitating their rulers. And if those in authority set a good example by praying and fasting regularly, the people will also be encouraged to do so. Those in power can also provide material assistance, such as the construction of mosques and prayer facilities in public places. The Prophet ﷺ advised the people not to rebel against their leaders, as long as the leaders establish prayer and do not commit acts of open disobedience to Allah. This advice will save the Muslim nation from anarchy and useless bloodshed. Prayer as an expiation of sins. Prayer not only stimulates a person to do good deeds, but it also takes away his minor sins. (laughs) 
Verily, the good deeds remove the evil deeds. Surah Al-Hud, verse number 114. As prayer is the best of all good actions, it can erase many sins. Ali, radiallahu anhu, narrated that Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, heard Allah's Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, saying, مَا مِنْ عَبْدِ مُؤْمِنٍ يُذْنِبُ ذَنْبًا فَيَتَوَبَّعُوا فَيُحْسِنُ الْتُهُورَ ثُمَّ يُصَلِّ رَكَتَيْنِ فَيَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ إِلَّا غَفْرَ اللَّهِ لَهِ Whoever commits a sin but performs ablution in the best way, then offers two raka'at of prayer, and he asks for forgiveness of Allah, Allah Almighty forgives his sin. Related by Al-Imam Ahmad. This does not mean to say that a person can commit as many sins as he likes, as long as he follows each sin with a prayer. What Allah's Messenger was showing is that the repentance opens the door to forgiveness. Prayer is a form of repentance and should be offered with sincerity and true desire to amend one's character. After repenting, the person's faith should be revived and he should fight all satanic temptations to do evil. In Surah Al-Furqan, repentance is described as a way out for those who commit major sins. وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرَ وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَذْنُونَ وَمَنْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكَ يَلْقَ أَسَامًا يضاعف له العذاب يوم القيامة ويخلد فيه مهانا إلا من تاب وآمن وعمل عملا صالحا فأولئك فأولئك يبدل الله سيئاتهم حسنات وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَّحِيمًا وَمَن تَابَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابًا And those who invoke not any other Ilah, God, along with Allah, nor kill such life as Allah has forbidden, except for just cause, nor commit illegal sexual intercourse, and whoever does this shall receive the punishment. The torment will be doubled to him on the day of resurrection, and he will abide therein in disgrace, except those who repent and believe in Islamic monotheism and do righteous deeds. For those, Allah will change their sins into good deeds, and Allah is oft-forgiving, most merciful. And whosoever repents, and does righteous good deeds, then verily he repents towards Allah with true repentance. Surah Al-Furqan, verses number 68 through 71. Prayer, the first question on the Day of Judgment. Man was sent to this world for only one purpose. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I, Allah, created not the jinns and men, except that they should worship me alone. 
Surah Al-Fatihah, verse number 56. Man is to live in this world as a worshiper of his Creator, and the best form of worship is prayer. On the Day of Judgment, man will have to answer for each and every deed committed on this earth. He will be asked about the bounties bestowed upon him in this life. ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَئِذٍ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ Then on that day you shall be asked about the delight you indulge in in this world. Surah Al-Takathur, verse number 8. But the first question to be asked on that great day will be about prayer. Man has two mulkas. standing position in front of his creator, one in this world and one in the next. The first is his prayer mat, when he stands in regular prayer to his Lord. The second will be on judgment day, when his actions will be brought forward as evidence. In his first stand, i.e. his prayer, is found to be correct. His second stand will be made easy for him. If his first stand was faulty, he will face immense difficulties in the second stand. To intentionally neglect even a single prayer is a serious sin for which there can be no compensation. A Muslim is not to miss a prayer even in the terrifying moments of battle. So how can there be justification for missing his prayers in ordinary circumstances? During battle, the Imam leads some ranks of the contingent in one rakah of the prayer while the other soldiers continue to fight. The soldiers then change places and the Imam leads the second group in prayer while the first resumes fighting. This continues until everyone had prayed. This, this particular prayer is called Salatul Khawq, the prayer of fear, because of its unusual circumstances. Another form of prayer is the shortened prayer, which is allowed during battle and traveling. The prayers which normally consist of four rakahs, i.e. Zuhr, Asr, and Isha, are shortened to two rakahs, but in no circumstances can a prayer be missed. The only exemption available is for menstruating women, who are not required to pray during this time. At all other times, women must pray just like men. So strict is the requirement of prayer that a person who is ill, no matter how seriously, must pray as long as he or she is in consciousness. If the person cannot stand, then the prayer is offered in the sitting position. If the person is too ill to sit, then the prayer is offered in the lying position, using the eyes, head, hands, etc. to signal the different movements of the prayer. Sanctity of the Masajid The places of worship are symbols of security for the people. One of the benefits of jihad is to preserve their sanctity and keep them open for the purpose of worship. Allah the Almighty says in Surah Al-Hajj, أُذِنَ لِلَّذِينَ يُقَاتَلُونَ بِأَنَّهُمْ ظُلِمُوا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى نَصْرِهِمْ لَقَدِيرٌ الَّذِينَ أُخْرِجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ بِغَيْرِ حَقٍ إِلَّا أَنْ يَقُولُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهِ وَلَوْ لَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ 
الناس بعضهم ببعض لهدم الصوام وبيع وصلوات ومساجد ومساجد يذكر فيها اسم الله كثيرا ولينصرن الله من ينصره إن الله لقوي عزيز Permission to fight is given to those believers against disbelievers who are fighting them and because they the believers have been wronged and surely Allah is able to give them the believers victory those who have been expelled from their homes unjustly only because they said our Lord is Allah for had it not been that Allah checked one set of people by means of another monasteries, churches, synagogues and masajid wherein the name of Allah is mentioned much would surely have been pulled down Verily Allah will help those who help his cause. Truly Allah is all strong, almighty. Surah Al-Hajj, verses 39 and 40. The Muslims are required to raise the banner of jihad in order to make the word of Allah supreme in this world, to remove all forms of injustice and oppression, and to defend the Muslims. If Muslims do not take up the sword, The evil tyrants of this earth will be able to continue oppressing the weak and helpless and all places of worship including the masajid, churches and synagogues will be annihilated. A vivid example of this in the modern world has been the Soviet Union which crushed religion and emptied all places of worship. The characteristics of those who populate the houses of Allah الله نور السماوات والأرض مثل نوره كمشكات فيها مصباح المصباح في زجاجة الزجاجة كأنها كوكب ذري يوقد من شجرة مباركة زيتونة لا شرقية لا شرقية ولا غربية يكاد زيتها يضيء ولو لم تمسسه نار نور على نور يهدي الله لنوره من يشاء ويضرب الله الأمثال للناس والله بكل شيء عليم في بيوت أبن الله أن ترفع ويذكر فيها اسمه يسبح له فيها بالغدو والآصال رجال لا تلهيهم تجارة ولا بيع عن ذكر الله وإقام الصلاة وإيتاء الزكاة يخافون يوما تتقلم فيه القلوب والأبصار 
Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth. The parable of this light is as if there were a niche, and within it a lamp. The lamp is in glass, the glass as it were a brilliant star, lit from a blessed tree, an olive, neither of the east nor of the west, whose oil would almost glow forth of itself, though no fire touched it, light upon light. Allah guides to his light whom he wills, and Allah sets forth parables for mankind, and Allah is all-knower of everything, in houses, in the sajid which Allah has ordered to be raised, to be cleaned, and to be honored, and then his name is glorified in the mornings and in the afternoons or the evenings. Men who neither trade nor sale diverts them from the remembrance of Allah, nor from offering the prayers perfectly, nor from giving the tat. They fear a day when hearts and eyes will be overturned from the horror of the torment of the day of resurrection. Surah Nur, verses 35 through 37. The infidel lives in complete darkness, but once he believes in Allah, the whole universe becomes full of light for him. This pure light of faith is the subject of the above verses of Surah Nur. The niche, as mentioned in the parable, is understood to mean the heart of the believer. Such a niche is not to be found everywhere, but only in the houses of Allah, which are erected for the remembrance of Allah. Such houses, or masajid, are not populated by ordinary men, but by special and esteemed characters, who are described by Almighty Allah thus. They glorify the name of Allah in the masajid, each morning and in each evening. Their business and worldly gains do not hinder them from praying and giving charity. And they constantly fear the last day, the day when each soul will be resurrected to stand before Allah and to account for every single one of his deeds. Prayer, a duty known to every prophet of Allah. Prophet Ibrahim recited the following dua when he was raising the walls of the Kaaba in Mecca. Rabbana inni askantu min zurriyyati biwadin ghayri zi zarrin inda daytik al-muharram Rabbana Rabbana liyuqimu Our Lord, I have made some of my offspring to dwell in a valley with no cultivation by your sacred house, the Kaaba at Mecca, in order, O our Lord, that they may offer prayers perfectly. Surah Ibrahim, verse number 37. While he prayed for himself and his children, the Prophet Ibrahim did not ask for riches and fame. He pleaded instead, رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَاءِ رَبِّ غُفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ O my Lord, make me one who offers prayers perfectly and also from my offspring, our Lord, and accept my invocation. 
Our Lord, forgive me and my parents and all the believers on the day when the reckoning will be established. Surah Ibrahim, verses 40 and 41. Prophet Ismail has also been praised for his character in the Quran. واذكر في الكتاب إسماعيل إنه كان صادق الوعد وكان رسولا نبيا وكان يأمر أهله بالصلاة والزكاة وكان عند ربه مرضيا And mention in the book the Quran Ismail Verily, he was true to what he promised, and he was a messenger and a prophet, and he used to enjoin on his family and his people as salah and the zakah, and his Lord was pleased with him. Surah so Maryam, verses 54 and 55. The Prophet Zachariah was childless in his old age, and he yearned constantly for his son. هنالك دعا زكريا ربه قال رب هب لي من لدنك ذرية طيبة إنك سميع الدعاء. At that time Zachariah invoked his Lord saying, O oh my Lord, grant me from you a good offspring. You are indeed the hearer. Of invocation. Surah Ali Imran, verse number 38. And while he was praying to Allah, he received the good news. Then the angels called him while he was standing in prayer in Al-Mihrab a praying place or a private room, saying, Allah gives you glad tidings of Yahya, confirming, believing in the word from Allah, noble, keeping away from sexual relations with women, a prophet from among the righteous. Surah Ali Imran, verse number 39. Prophet Isa, received divine communications while he was still a baby in his cradle. وأوصاني بالصلاة والزكاة ما دمت حيا. And has enjoined on me salat, prayer, and zakat as long as I live. Surah Maryam, verse number 31. So the daily prayer is not a new act introduced by Allah's Messenger, alayhi it is a form of personal communication with Allah, and it is as old as the first man on this planet. Prayer cannot be an isolated act. The Quran mentions the act of prayer about 35 times, but never alone. 
the Qur'an always couples prayer with giving zakat or spending on the poor and needy. The two are inseparable. The person who gives charity but does not pray five times a day is only earning the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the early days of his caliphate, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu went to war against those people who stopped paying zakat after the death of Allah's Messenger He said, by Allah, I will fight those who differentiate between salat and zakat. Another virtue which is mentioned with prayer in the Qur'an is patience. Oh, you who believe, seek help in patience and prayer. Truly, Allah is with the patient. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 153. Man is surrounded by external and internal problems. To deal with these, he has been given the two weapons of prayer and patience. Patience helps him withstand external hostilities and oppression. Prayer strengthens his internal relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another requirement alongside prayer is that of sacrifice on the day of Eid during the time of Hajj. Therefore turn in prayer to your Lord and sacrifice to Him only. For he who makes you angry, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will be cut off from every good thing in this world and in the hereafter. Surah Al-Kawthar, verses 2 and 3. This association of prayer and sacrifice is explained in Surah Al-An'am. قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Verily my prayer, my sacrifice, my living and my dying are for Allah, the Lord of the Alameen, mankind, jinns, and all that exist. Surah Al-An'am, verse number 162. Prayer is an act of life, and sacrifice symbolizes death. Whether our actions are concerned with life or death, our sole purpose must be the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No sacrifice may be offered to any being other than Allah, just as no prayer is valid except if directed to Allah. Why does man abandon prayer? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَخَلَثَ مِن بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَاتَّبَعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا then there has succeeded them a posterity 
who have given up prayers, made their prayers to be lost either by not offering them or by not offering them perfectly or by not offering them in their proper fixed times and have followed lusts. So they will be thrown in hell except those who repent and believe in the oneness of Allah and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and work righteousness. Such will enter paradise and they will not be wronged in aught. Surah Al-Maryam verses 59 and 60. Preceding this verse, the Quran gives the example of many previous prophets and their guided followers. This particular verse explains that the people who abandon prayer are those who follow their own selfish desires. A man can either obey Allah or he can obey his own wishes. And this obedience is equated to worship by the Quran. Have you, O Muhammad sallallahu seen him who has taken as his ilah God his own desire? Would you then be a wakil, a protesting guide over him? Surah Al-Furqan, verse number 43. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam describes such people as the slaves of dirhams and dinars, and things have not changed much since his time. Today the Americans are described by a Western author as people who worship the dollar for six days a week and then they turn to God on the seventh day. When a heart is filled with love for money, it has no room for God and prayer is the first thing to be abandoned. Prayer, an everlasting prescription for purity, cleansing of sins, and entering paradise. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated that Allah's Messenger said, Ara'aytum law anna naharan bibabi ahadikum yagtasidu fihi kulli yawmin khamsa ma takulu dhalika yudhi min darinih. Qalu la yudhi min darinihi shay'a. قَالَ فَذَلِكَ مِثْلُ السَّلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ يَمْحُ اللَّهُ بِهِ الْخَطَايَا Just see, can anything of his filthiness remain on the body of any one of you if there were a river at his door in which he washed himself five times daily? They said nothing of his filthiness will remain on his body. He said that is like the five pairs by which Allah obliterates sin related by both Bukhari and Muslim. Also, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala who narrated that Allah's Messenger said, As-salawatu al-khamsu wal-jumu'atu ila al-jumu'ati wa ramadhanu ila ramadhana mukaffira tullima baynahunna majtumibatil kabair Five daily prayers and from one Friday prayer to the next Friday prayer and from Ramadan to Ramadan are expiations for the sins committed in between their intervals provided one shuns the major sins related by both Muslim and Tirmidhi. And Rabia ibn Ka'ab radiallahu anhu narrated, Kuntu abitu ma'a Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fa'ateituhu biwadu'ihi wa hajatihi faqala li salam faqultu as'amuka murafaqataka fil jannah qala aw ghayra dhalik kultu huwa dhaka qala fa'ayimni ala nafsika bikathirat al-sujood I was with Allah's Messenger one night and I brought him water and what he required 
He said to me, ask anything you like. I said, I ask your company in paradise. He said, or anything else besides it? I said, that is all what I require. He said, then help me to achieve this for you by devoting yourself often to prostration. Related by Muslim. Abu Dhar, radiallahu anhu, narrated that Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came out in winter. When the leaves were falling, he took hold of a branch and shook it, and its leaves started falling. Then he said, Ya Abu Dhar, kutu labbayka ya Rasulullah. Qala inna al-abda al-muslima la yusalli salata yuridu biha wajhallah fatahafatu anhu dhulubuhu kama yatahafatu hadha al-warafu an hadhi al-shajara. O Abu Dhar, I said labbayka, O Messenger of Allah. He said, whenever a Muslim prays seeking the pleasure of Allah, his sins start falling like the leaves of this tree. Related by Imam Ahmed, the Musnadi, the and Uqba ibn Amir radiallahu anhu narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya'jabu rabbukum nurrayi ghanam fi ra'si shariyyata bi jabalin yu'azzinu bi salati wa yusallim fa yakoolu allahu azza wa jal unzuru ila abdi hadha yu'azzinu wa yuqimu salat yakhafu minni kar ghafartu li abdi wa adhaltuhu al-jannah your Lord is amazed by that shepherd who is at the top of a mountain with his sheep and who calls for prayer and then offers his prayers. Allah Almighty says, Look at this slave of mine who calls for prayer, then says a comma for the prayer, and then prays as he is fearful of me. I have forgiven my slave and admitted him to paradise. Related by Abu Dawood and Nisa'i. Prayer, a duty on everyone. A child born into a Muslim family begins his life hearing the adhan in his right ear and the iqamah in his left ear. From his childhood, he should be taught the importance and method of prayer. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala anhuma narrated that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Muru awladakum bisfalati wa hum abna'u sab'i sinin. وَضْرِبُوهُمْ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ أَبْنَاءُ عَشْرِ سِنِينَ وَفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَهُمْ فِي الْمَضَاجِعِ Command your children to pray when they reach the age of seven and admonish them by beating, if they don't pray, at the age of ten and keep them, i.e. boys and girls, apart in their bed. This hadith was narrated by Abu Dawood. عَنْ أَبِي مَالِكِ الْأَسْجَعِينَ عَنَا أَبِيهِ قَالَ كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أسلم الرجل كان أول ما يعلمنا الصلاة أبو مالك الأشجعي narrated on the authority of his father that the first thing the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to teach a new Muslim was the prayer prayer is just as obligatory for women as it is for men it is recommended that women should pray at home but if they wish to attend the mosque for any obligatory prayer, they should not be prevented from doing so. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma once quoted this saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to his son. إِذَا اسْتَأْذَنَتْ أَحَدُكُمْ امْرَأَتَهُ إِلَى الْمَسْجِدِ فَلَا يَمْنَعَهَا قَالْ فَقَالَ بِلَالِ ابْنَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهِ لَنَمْنَعُهُنْ قَالَ فَأَقْبَلَ عَلَيْهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ فَسَبَّهُ سَبًّا سَيِّئًا 
ما سمعته سبه مثله قط وقال أخبرك عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وتقول والله لنمنعهم If your wife asks permission to go to the masjid, you should not stop her. His son Bilal replied, By Allah we will stop them. Abdullah was so displeased at this that he criticized his son in strong terms, adding, I quote to you what Allah's Messenger وسلم, has said, and you say we will stop them? This was reported by Bukhari and Muslim. Another narration makes it clear that although women can go to the masjid, they must not wear perfume when they do so. In conclusion, prayer is an obligation upon every Muslim, man and woman. Verily, the prayer is enjoined on the believers at six hours. Surah An-Nisa, verse number 103. Anas radiallahu anhu narrated that Allah's Messenger said, Man nasiya salatan falyusalli idha dhaharaha la kafarata laha illa dhalik. Whoever forgets a prayer, he should offer it whenever he remembers. There is no expiation for it except this. Related by Ashab al-Qutb al-Sitah. May the peace and blessings of Allah be on our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and upon all of his followers. This tape was recorded in Medina Munawwara by invitation to Islam, P.O. Box 7325, Walthamstow, London, E17, 9TX, England. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الرحمن علم القرآن خلق الإنسان علمه البيان الشمس والقمر بحسبان والنجم والشجر يسجدان والسماء رفعها ووضع الميزان ألا تطغوا في الميزان وأقيموا الوزن بالقسط ولا تخسروا الميزان والأرض وضعها للأنام فيها فاكهة والنخل ذات الأكمام والحب ذو العصر والريحان فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان 
ഫീഹിമായി നോ ഫോട്ടോ 